Hi, we are back to steady rotation. Back from wherever we were, you know. I know it was been uh been a while. You know, we were a little bit MIA, but you know, now that Queso got his transplant, I think he can he can kind of live now and go about his days. So yeah, man, just a little bit of straightening, not you know, like Miko said, nothing more than a little bit of straightening. First, you got to straighten. Um. So yeah, uh, I just think off the bat, man, like with this whole rollout with Isaiah Rashad has just been, I don't know, it, it, it's it's essentially fumbling the bag, but you know, at a whole different level at this point. Okay, um, before we even talk about 2021, let's go back a year ago. Remember TD Appreciation Week? A great week, by the way, for TD fans. Absol dropped an amazing song. Sir had phenomenal songs. Zachary dropped dope dope ass fire songs. He even had my boy Lance Skywalker, don't sleep on him, who you know went out of the cave, dropped two random Lucy's, and then disappeared. And then we had the song No Worries by Isaiah Rashad. As someone who's been fiending for new music ever since the Sunside Raid, yeah. I was excited for that single. I listened to it and I was disappointed to be honest with you and to be honest it's not that the song was bad in any means it was more of the anticipation level of this man hasn't dropped music what three four years at that point and then the first thing that he drops is like a random lucy back from 2017 because if you're like into the whole ig streams that he does you kind of heard the snippet before so this wasn't like anything new off the tuck sure but you know like since it was again not technically his single release but more of a tde thing I just viewed, I didn't, I didn't view that as any marks against Zaywap. I just said, you know what? I personally don't care for the song like that. I'll just go back, back to his to point in the fact that this is TD's decision to drop. This is not really Isaiah's, you know, like I kind of like that song. I didn't mind it. You know, I thought it was actually, you know, he got my, you know, juices going a little bit. I was a little hyped. I'm not going to lie, you know, but I, the fact that TD was behind that whole week, um, you know, kind of like helped me and kind of like, all right, this is, this is just this week. This, I'm not expecting anything. You know, I haven't expected anything. It's 2020. I haven't expected anything in three years. You know, maybe something will happen in the next few months. So, you know, now it's 2021. The world's opening back up. You know, the science experiment's almost ending. We get the stimmies going. We know we're balling out here. We're chilling. Next thing I know, the homies are letting me know that Zaywap is dropping a single. And honestly, I wasn't having none of it. I thought they were trolling me for the biggest time. Like, bro, don't, don't play with my heart right now. Like, I would love some Zaywap, but don't lie to me then we get lay with you how are we feeling about the first official single zaywap since the sun's type break um on first listen i was like okay i like this <laughs> not 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 like i love this you know this is what i've been waiting for like you know i almost think I know we might be getting a little ahead of ourselves. I almost think if he dropped um, headshots first and then lay with you, I think that would have been better. And maybe like, because I know we're, we're both at the crossroads with both singles. We're just like, we're like, mm, they're both kind of questionable. Um, but I almost think that like, if he had dropped headshots first, it would have been better. But um, whatever. Lay with you, you know, I. It definitely has that bump in the whip factor. 
It does get All right, FIFO. Okay, FIFO. The video is excellent. I love the music video. Um, Duke Deuce comes through. You know, I think he brings that hype energy. Um, but for some reason on that song, dude, like, you know, like it's a very, it, it, it's essentially a banger. But Rashad just kind of brings it down a little bit, you know? He, you know, with not essentially the lyrics, but how he's delivering it. It's like, you know, just cannot lay with y'all, you know, and then, you know, whole piece of work whipping the surf. Then it starts to get a little bit hype. Um, but I felt like you a little bit more with that, took it a little bit further, but then it just goes back into the chorus and then Duke Deuce comes in and, you know, kind of says, um, and then it's over. And then you're like, okay, okay. That's a little taste, I guess. So. All right. So I'm going to give you my perspective, right? So remember, I listened to Why Worry. At that time, I was like, I, I don't need this. So I was listening to Laywitcher with, you know, definitely anticipation, making sure that like Zaywap still got it. First and foremost, the instrumentation, come on now. We're not going to, we're not going to sleep on, you know, triple six right now. Like phenomenal beat work. So then, you know, afterwards i was wondering so afterwards like listening to the beat obviously like my head was nodding and i was listening to the hook and i'm like i'm feeling this zay up is saying you know cold piece of work whipping up the surf you know i'll be sipping on that I was like, okay zay i see you okay okay like he's bringing the energy that i personally can vibe with heavy because one obviously like i said it's a banger but two this is very reminiscent of the song a lot off of some this song Sarade, if you remember that song and that's loki like one of my favorite songs on that tape so I'm already like, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling the man's verse. I'm feeling like I'm feeling the verse. It felt a little short to me, but all right, cool. Then Duke Deuce comes in. I didn't really have any high hopes for him, but honestly, his verse was very animated. And I can truly say he was the standout, you know, performance of that song. Just how he started like flipping the verses, flipping the flows and dancing in the music videos. is very entertaining to watch and see. And then, the, you know, the, the chorus goes back in. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm feeling this. And for whatever reason, I expected like a second verse. Because Zay essentially gave us like a cool eight bar, you know, eight bar verse. Cool. I was like, all right, bro, like, bless us with some more. But it's like, nah, that's it. So I can definitely say that for what I quote unquote go to for Zay, it wasn't necessarily like, a one, you know, like a 10 out of 10. But the song itself for me really reached like a solid eight, 8.5 in terms of enjoyability. And then the more that I listened to it, obviously, because of the brain, the more that I really just rocked with it, because at that point, I recognize that this song played the singles angle really well. If you barely know Zaywop, like if this, this song brought a vibe that was similar to some of Zay's older works, therefore this didn't feel out of pocket for what he would drop. And for a single, this really just made a lot of sense. Yeah. And obviously, and I'll, I'll even say like, if you work out to the song, it's going to hit different, but you know, that's obviously like an environmental thing. No, oh, yeah, uh, definitely. It has that, that, when I thought of um, looking back at it, like when I first heard it, like, yeah, that comparison to a lot is pretty accurate. Um, and also like, yeah, I think I just keep, I kept listening to it and I was like, I enjoy this man. Like, it, it's not like anything like substantial here, anything like that's like, you know, gonna change my like perspective on his abilities in terms of like spitting, but like, this is a fun track and, you know, I don't mind fun tracks. I don't mind like dope production, you know, chilling on the beat, rapping over the beat, you know, having people go 
you know, a little crazy, like in Duke Deuce's case, um, and then kind of jumping in and coming right out, you know? Duke it was dope. Like, it really was nice. The only thing, like, I do agree is that he was very much in, like, I liked the, by, so like I said, Duke Deuce was definitely the standout performance, but I don't think that Zay was a weak link. I just thought that Zay was very much stuck in the flow pattern within his verse, rather than I felt like he could have been a little bit more animated or could have, like, breaking or like broken out of that structure just a little bit it definitely felt like he was just like doing like he was he's definitely just doing he was definitely like laid back in his chair keeping it low key which was cool because it, it worked out vibe wise for what i liked today but i would have liked to seen him you know bust out a little bit more of his toolkit because he you know he has an expansive repertoire in my opinion yeah yeah but then you know fast forwarding you know like that whole month you know in terms of may and June, you know, I think Rashad was coming around the circuit in terms of the media circuit, hyping up, you know, I think it was in the Fader magazine that he kind of like talked about, you know, being excited for his new album, album rolling out and giving us an idea of when it would come out in terms of, you know, the month of June. And, you know, that, that built up hype, you know, like I think I started to get excited, you know, it's finally coming, you know, obviously, yes, I'll believe it when I'm actually pressing play. And I and I'll hear the lyrics and the whatever song he decides to put on, um, but now we have like an idea. You know, we haven't gotten anything over the past two, three years, four years about any kind of music dropping, and then you know, nothing really kind of happens. You know, the well, whole. No, 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 no. You you got to remember. Uh, don't forget the cave now. Don't forget the cave episode. Oh my god. How do we feel about the cave episode? Because that's part of the promo, you know, the promo, you know, circuit, if you think about it. Just underwhelming. Very underwhelming. It felt amateurish to me. It was, it was weird. Like, I trust Sir Kenneth's beat production. The beat was phenomenal. And I can sort of see what Zay was trying to go for, but it, it felt amateurish. Like, it, 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 let me just say that 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 video definitely kind of uh dampened my hype levels a little yeah. bit because it's like Blame the it, cave it. episodes are dope. You see your favorite rapper freestyling, and if someone someone says myself who likes the whole rapping thing, it's like, all right, cool, like Zay's gonna rip it. And instead, he was uh on Nyquil or something. Yeah, what? Like, why did he even? Why did he even drop? Like, like, like from uh Rashad's standpoint, it's like. If, I mean, I guess it's not really his video to drop, but like, I look at that video and I'm a shot. I'm like, I, what am I doing here? Like, wh what is like, what is the benefit of putting this out there? You know, people were people were expecting that episode. You know, a year ago, people were really hyped about that episode, and then it never happened. You know, and then it was just like, oh, here we go. This is another, this is another chapter in, in Rashad's like, whole rollout of the. The house is burning, you know. This is another thing to add on, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, and then you know, headshots for the locals drop. No, uh, see, you can't. You, you got to remember two hundred slash warning before the headshots, bro. How do you feel about that one? You know, because that's essentially a leaked song that they decided to give to the fans. Because I, I, I heard initially it was going to be on the album but then last minute they decided you know what we're not going to leave it on the album but then it got leaked so then they just said let's 
you know, put on the official TV YouTube page. So at least they can feed the fans. Yeah. I think that's what it did. I think it just held us over another bit. Um, I don't think it really added anything. You know? See, I'm, see it's interesting it. to me because obviously, I mean, it sounds like two songs, you know, spliced together, right? Warning slash 200. Yeah. So I'm curious to think, I'm curious to see if 200, you know, if that, if that, you know, single or, you know, that release or leak was the late, it was the first release rather than doing late with you. I'm very curious to see how people would have gravitated towards a song because to me, the first half had the vibe perfect. I was feeling it. But I'm going to be honest with you. I couldn't understand shit he was saying. And I mean, like, literally, I could not, like, his words were unaudible. It sounded like some mumble rap. And while Zay definitely makes music for the vibers, you, you know, you usually can make out what he's trying to say. So this is like a, an interesting listen to see sort of having this release drop after the cave episode or bombing i was kind of getting a little worried now about where yeah. zay was gonna go with his music right he's very it's much just, just a little bit but then you know like you listen to 200 i'm like, all right okay like he's you know fuck it so give, give these hoes a warning never gave me my heart got chunks missing my heart pump venom like and i was like okay 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 so like clearly he knows how to rap still and this beat is fire so then at that point i was like okay you know what i'm just gonna take this again freebie just kind of like lay uh, like the same way like with why worry this is for the fans take it or leave it but this is not part of the album so just more music for those who like it take it for those who don't don't the interesting part though is that once i started listening to warning 200 i went back to why worry and then i started like actually low-key bumping with the song a little bit more i started recognizing it's really just like improved uh silica demo production with some tirades lyrics if you really think about it which is, you know, me just making associations about the music that I like from there. <laughs> take, you know, take what you will out of that. Yeah. It's actually kind of interesting that, like, you know, in terms of, like, the Sylvia demo, like, kind of sound like, yeah, it's a lot of, there's a lot of parallels here. But then it's like, but are we improving on that sound? Because that sound was very much like, like, holy shit, like, Isaiah Rashad coming up with Sylvia demo tape, you know, and that drops. You're like, this is definitely music for the vibers, right? The production on here, the lyrics, features, everything, front to back. That's, per I don't want to say perfect project, but that's in terms of a standalone project. Like, that is such a great, you know, I don't think you can. I don't think you can do any better than have that as be your debut work. To be honest with you, I mean, obviously it's not the best thing ever, but exactly. But then, like now you bring up this comparison a little bit, and I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, it it does like these, not really lay with you, but like these um 200 warning and headshots. Like it definitely has that sound from back then, a little bit. Um, but then it's like. So why are we reaching all the way back there and not building off of the sun's tirade? And and if this is the case that you want to like maybe revisit some of those, you know, earlier days, you know, the Soviet demo days and really trying to build on it, like, are you doing that though? You know, are are these last two well, two ends not really a single? It's like if it's gonna be on the album or not, we'll see. But like, are these really like would these alpha would these singles fit on or work on the Sylvia demo tape? You know, 
I don't know. I don't think so, honestly. I don't think I'd be I don't think I'd be listening to them over like, you know, Heavenly Father or like Brad Jordan. Modest. Modest. Yeah, R.I.P. Kevin Miller. Like I don't these songs don't these songs would definitely be on the bottom half of my project if they're on there. Now, the B sides. Yeah. Now to say like Am I exactly saying like these two singles are, you know, exactly like Sylvia demo sound? No, no. The, the production is a little bit more clean. Um, it definitely does kind of bring you back there when you kind of listen to those two songs. Um, and for the locals, like I actually, I do like that song, man. Like, Are we I, talking I, about headshots now? We're, we're going now to headshots? Yeah. Okay, oh, okay. All yeah. right. I like it. I, I like it more than Play With You. I liked it a lot of more off the bat. It's a very like um, to me the sound and yeah the lyrics and the samples on there. I don't know if it's necessarily a sample or just a vocal, um, you know, add in. But it's like one of those songs that you can kind of just like turn off your brain a little bit too and just you know vibe to. I hear you, man. See. I remember, you know, again, as a Zay fiend, I remember randomly hearing the snippet of the song once, like, you know, back in 2019. So, like, I definitely had heard the song a little bit, but I wasn't the type of guy to replay it. I just heard it once, sounded amazing, and I left it be. And then I watched one of his interviews, you know, during the rollout process saying, like, yo, this is the one, like, this is the one the fans have been asking for. So I'm like, oh, shit, like, he's listening to the fans and giving the fans, the, you know, the leaks or the IG snippets that they wanted. So I hear the song, right? First song, like the, the beats coming in. In fact, like, for just as a uh, disclaimer, I was what I played the song with the visualizer on Zay's original YouTube, the YouTube channel, rather than just the song itself. So, I had a little bit of a visual accompaniment, but, anyways, the beat goes in. I'm like, my surprise and my brand new with. I'm like, oh, please, he's bringing in the soul. Then he's going with his verse, you know, verse one, smooth as hell, you know, like he's, he's, he's clearly having fun and in a nice little pocket on a bounce. You know, he plays in this this verse goes, you know, the hook comes again, and then the second verse comes in. And it's not a bad second verse, first and foremost. We're not gonna like you know, ultimately the song is fire. I'm gonna give it a B B plus honestly, that's fire. But the second verse to me felt underwritten or underwhelming, almost as if that he kind of like just filled in some trying to fill in words to fill in the gap rather than uh I, I I think, you know, if you if you watch the the genius lyric video that goes with it, you know, he talks about like how the song can be interpreted in three different ways in terms of the shots, you know, you know, like literally like taking a shot of alcohol, taking a shot to the head. Um, I, I forget the other one. Um, I think it's also like related to like um, maybe someone that, you know, gets shot in the head. Something like that. Um, but I think he... Like, yeah, like the the verses, especially the second one, was a little bit lacking. And I don't know if he had in mind, like, going into writing this song, like, like oh, like, these three ideas, and I have this concept of these shots and headshots and, like, left the lyrics a little bit too open so they're not so concise and they don't really drive home maybe the meaning or the point of the lyrics that he wants to kind of show us because it's going in so many directions. It's just like, you know, I think either one he could have picked you know, and just really built off of that and instead of like 
trying to be like, yeah, there's like, like kind of like three meanings, maybe four meanings under these lyrics. And it's like, I mean, this song's not even like all that to really like for me to be like, man, I gotta find the lyrics in this one. This is this one is this one's gonna put me through the through the loop. I gotta get to the bottom of these lyrics. Like, no, like I listened to that song, you know, for the sound of it, got the right vibe. But if you really were to critique it, like on the level that you are, I think, which is fine. Um, like yeah, like it it is a little bit underwhelming towards the back half of the song. See, you know, and you know, first and foremost, I think you and I can both agree and say that Zay is not the type of artist that you would necessarily go to to, I guess, break down the lyrics. I don't think that that's the uh, aesthetic that Zay. Uh, I feel like his music is pretty easy to understand. I think it's just that yeah, it's it's very straightforward. Just that the sonics has a nice contrast with the, I guess, the seriousness and dark tone of the music. Because you can listen to the music just on a surface level and be like, yo, this is bopping. But when you actually pay attention to what Zay's saying, there's yeah. obviously a lot, there's obviously a darker tone to it. You know, in fact, the line that still st- stood out to me is like, the shots ain't bringing my soul just back. I'm like, damn, Zay. And I was like, I remember li- noticing it, paying attention to that lyric before watching the, the Genius Breakdown. So I just, you know, like obviously Zay always got those little nuggets, you know, like little nuggets of personal s- storytelling in there. It was just a situation where, and again, this goes into expectation. So I, I do recognize if I never watched, if I never saw that interview about him talking about that song, if I never heard, you know, say the IG snippet or whatever, or my own personal standards, I might have interpreted self differently. But this song to me could have been, let's say, like the amazing, like un- most, like the undeniable track of the album. But instead, it feels like a really good interlude, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It does what it does well, but it definitely feels like it kind of stops halfway through from being something amazing and maybe a feature verse could have helped maybe you know him being more a little bit more like you said a little bit more tight within the concept that he's writing whatever because instead now it just feels like a really vibey track that has some cool moments but it's not something that like you said i would be able to break down and feel like i gained substance out of it based off of outside of the, the interesting yeah. concept of the dichotomy of shots or headshots there are a couple of lyrics in that song man that i think point to like what has been happening maybe throughout his life, but maybe specifically in these past four years, especially like, you know, what the, the lyric about like, you know, the weed smoke's not doing anything for the pain, 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 you know? And then, hey, you know, talking about like, you know, the lyric that you brought Lane, up. Lane, 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 Swang, 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 swang. And look, I have no issue when we did that, by the way. Like, I don't know if y'all like, you know, our boy Edward, aka Captain Kirk, he hated that part. He felt like you know, like the engineer, engineer, whatever, should have like cut off that verse and said, try again. I had no issue with the man doing the repeat. I'm just saying like, look, if you're going to take that approach, at least sonically keep it very, keep um, having a little bit of a variation in the beat. So what I would have liked if he said, it's like lane, 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 and then like a, like background vocal said switch and then it says swang, swang, swang or whatever. Because I definitely noticed there were some pockets where he could have said something, he but did let the beat ride out. And it's like, the beat's phenomenal, but like, they like, yeah. I want to hear you. I don't know. I think the hardest hitting parts of the song, there are the beat. many parts in the lyrics that he comes up with, but the parts that do come through, like that make you like kind of like, you know, like actually appreciate what he's spitting, you know, you know, they're not all over the track. And it's, that's, I think, really crazy to me because, you know, we're both big Rashad fans, right? But to kind of be talking like this on an album we've been waiting for for four years. And at this point, it's like, holy shit, like, is he really going to drop 
a shit album. That's like my biggest worry. And it sucks, man, because like Sun's tirade, like going from there, like you could only go up from an artist like Rashad, man. I could never see him like failing at his next project from that point on. But yes, I get it. You know, there's been a lot of things going on in his life. Maybe some of this stuff going on with his family, you know, is um, his kids um, rehab. Yeah, that might have sidetracked a lot of the things. And I know like you got better, you, you got more important things to kind of like focus on at that point in your life. But now we're back in the studio. Um, what are we doing here, man? Like it, it, it's, it's a bit scary. It like at the end of the day, when July 30th comes around, I'm going to listen to the album and I'll probably love it. But, you know, when you're behind an artist like this and you have such a investment in it over these few, like not even a few years, several years, man. Damn near five, bro. Almost half a decade. On a label like TDE, you want to see them go above and beyond. We saw it with Schoolboy Q, you know, kind of go from <coughs> all his mixtapes to hitting, you know, hitting us up with Oxymoron, like, and then just going up there, you know, Kendrick did the same, you know, J-Rock, even to a smaller degree, kind of did the same as well. Maybe he went a little bit more commercial, but at the same time, like he's been in, he was the first artist to be signed on TD. He's put in the work. Yeah, give him his bread, man. Like he deserves. He's also got a Grammy. Yeah. Um, Absol, whatever. Um, you know, says so sir, like, sir, you know, sir. No, you can't just say whatever to the solo hole. Oh, I'm just, I'm just talking about in terms of uh, career trajectories here. Soul is, soul is on ice right now, so I don't, I don't want to speak on that until. Something happens with him, so I'm not even gonna open up that can of worms. Um, but yeah, with Rashad, man, just like looking at his career and like just like, like man, like what what could have been? I guess you know uh, maybe he can catch up to time lost. Is that worth it? I don't know. Maybe that's just being selfish, you know, coming from a fan. And um, you know, hopefully with this album, like I, I just hope he just proves everybody wrong. I just hope maybe like these. Two songs, maybe three, are just really not indicative of the quality that he wants to put out or that TDE wants to put out in this project. I mean, see, there's something obviously that we should. Well, let me give you my personal experience with Isaiah Rashad. So, randomly, some friend of mine told me, "Oh, you know about Isaiah Rashad?" I'm like, "Nah, like he's that he's that random dude on the TDE freestyle cipher. Like he dropped an album. Like, All right, cool." So I'm checking out Sylvia Dam, which is like 2014, 2015. You know, it's like back right before the streaming days. But like YouTube used to have all the all the good leaks. I mean, or like the, the full YouTube albums. I remember listening to the album. And to be honest with you, and again, this this might just be me, or this might be me on my elitist like wave at the time. I was listening to the music and I said, like, all right, this is definitely good, solid music. But it didn't like nothing necessarily grabbed my attention outside of me just being able to compliment it until Heavenly Father showed up. Once I heard that song, I don't know, maybe I was going through something or maybe this resonated with me on a personal level during you know, my past times. It was like, yo, this man is spitting. And then I remember listening to Sylvia Demo some more and then actually really, you know, di uh, digesting his lyrics. Because I'm not the type of guy who, like, gets all the lines on the first listen. I'm the type of dude who kind of usually goes more for sonical and vibe check. I, not, not in the auto-tune sense, but just more in the musicality, musicality sense, whatever that means. And then, you know, Sunstar Rate is coming out. 
I remember he dropped two uh, two singles. He dropped Nelly. I did not care for that song whatsoever, but it was a slow tempo song. It wasn't bad. It was just like, I want yep. something more hype. And then he dropped Smile. I'm like, all right, yo, Smile's Heat, Gasoline. And then he also dropped like another song. I think it's called White Walls, if you may remember. It was like, a, I think like promo material. It might have been a leak, but I remember seeing it like on the TD like YouTube page at one point. Anyways, I listened to I listened to some tirade, and I remember the first time I listened to it, I was like, "All right, this is definitely good, but not better than Sylvie's demo." So I just kind of went back to Syl. But then over the years, I kept listening to Sun's tirade and recognized, "Okay, no, no, there's actually something here." He definitely changes production style from you know Sylvia to Sun's, but like the writing is still on point. What he's trying to do is hidden, and the songs that I didn't care for, which is more towards like the last third of the of the album. They weren't even bad songs. It was just more, again, like, what I like Zay to do. He didn't do that. When he started doing the Doesn't Matter stuff, like, Oh, Tuffin' Roll is way, way. You remember that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I personally would have been, I would have preferred Why Worry instead of that song, if you know what I mean. But that being said, that Zay, what's interesting to me, my relationship with Zay is that I, the more that I listen to his music, the more that I grow with it. In fact, I even said it to yourself that earlier, once I was listening to uh, Why Worry this year, after these new singles came, I came to have a deeper appreciation for his music. Now, obviously, that sounds like I'm caping for the man and saying, like, oh, the music is fire. You're just not listening to it, right? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. The concerns that, you, that you've displayed and some of our fellow you know, TDE friends have displayed are very real. And to be honest with you, like, again, whenever, whenever I think about that cave episode, I like I I'm still questioning to myself like am I mess am I missing something like did he say like a fire ass line that I didn't pick up is the flow like four dimensional like are my ears like not there because did not sound right to me or did not sound yeah it's not amateurish but with that being said I enjoyed the singles that we received Laywoodger is personally my pref- I still prefer Laywoodger over Headshots only because I think that Laywoodger executed on its idea concept better i feel like as a yeah. banger it just hits it does it does what it does yeah i like him to rap more but it's also in the age and era that we live in this no. short and sweet approach makes a lot more sense right yeah and like duke deuce again like he definitely added to the track and then headshots i can appreciate headshots like you said it's a great vibe track in fact i'll even say this if we receive head if headshots is not a single if we listen to headshots in the in the context of the album I genuinely think that we might have taken it a lot different. Like, I think we would have a different appreciation for it. Honestly. So, in the same way, how like, so, so what? I might agree with you on that. That's something. That's something to think about because there's a song on a Sylvia demo, the one with um, what the uh, Sid the Kid? Is it like? Is it Silk? Is it Silk Sonic? I think. On Sylvia demo. No, I'm sorry, no, on Sunset Raid, the one with a uh, Sid the Kid. Uh, it's like I think. Is it like Silk Sonic? Uh, Silk the Shark. Oh, Silk the Shocker, excuse me, Silk the Shocker. So I know if, let's say, that was a single for Sun's Tirade when during the like, album rollout, I would have kind of been like, oh, okay. But that's not, the, that's not to speak on the quality of the song. It just speaks more towards the expectation that, you know, I have, quote, unquote, for singles and for the artist. So I'll simply say this. Once, when Laywitcher came out and, you know, we're in album rolling mode, I was excited for new music. He kind of fumbled the bag in terms of the hype levels. It definitely did my fire to the point where now i'm not like i'm not even waiting for his music like that because i was really ready for june in fact my boy was making fun of me saying yo it's coming on june 31st i'm like yo dope so i realized oh wait june 31st <laughs> 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 you're, you're dumb or fucking with you. 
but you know, then we realized, well, it never came in June, and I was yeah, really mad. So like, bro. look at, so what? June thirty first, it dropped June thirty first. <laughs> hey man, send me a copy. But with that being said, when the album drops, I'm gonna give it a fair listen. Yeah, it might, it might surpass my expectations. It might even be better than everything he's dropped before. I can simply say that the singles he's dropped so far feel very. The singles are not didn't have not bestowed hope in me, but I also know just by my musical relationship with Isaiah Rashad, where I grow with his music, or I, I you know, I listen to it more and more, and I can appreciate it. It might be something. It might be a slow burn. The house might be burning slow. That's right. you know my quick take on that. Yeah, I mean, with with all that being said, you know, to just kind of maybe like wrap this up uh, about Rashad, just because, man, like Sylvia demo, like was such a such a I think at that time such a just knocked out of the park right just something he made us he made his own lane for tight beats he made his own lane for tight beats really like I think in terms of like I don't want to say maybe lo-fi but like he's definitely has that that lane carved out for him he's probably at the top you know maybe it's not the most popular or like biggest subgenre of hip-hop but he's definitely like the top artist coming out of that lane i think um but given that you know a lot of the subject topics a lot of the beats a lot of the production a lot of the lyrics off of Celia demo it, it 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 stays with you son's tirade comes around you know it's a little bit more refined but maybe some of the subject matters and lyrics are you know kind of dialed down a little bit i think um not like watered down or anything, but I just think, you know, he's a little bit older. Some some things are a little bit different. Um, or, but then like these last two lyrics, it's uh, not uh, two songs. It's such a weird trajectory to go from Sylvia Demo to Sun Tirade and then to these two singles. Because it would make more sense, maybe from a career to go the opposite way. Um, but then it's like you think about the stuff that he's gone through over the past four years, like, like maybe like, maybe bring that a bit into the lyrics. Maybe like not not that I'm like looking for like an excuse or an explanation from him, but man, like you went through a lot. Like you've kind of talked about the stuff that you've gone through in your life, like on Sylvia demo heavily, Sun Tirade to like a large extent. But now there's we get like two lyrics and headshots for the locals, and that's it. Like. Like, uh, I don't really, it, it confuses me a little bit just because it's like, like, the, why are we putting this out, you know, in terms of like, your leading singles to your album that we, your fans have been waiting for. And I wouldn't even want to say like Rashad fans, like TDE fans, like, I think at a general level want to hear Rashad, you know, there hasn't been anything since major since, you know. Uh, damn, or you know, Schoolboy Q's uh, best album. Um, Bro, how you better disrespect reason like that? Well, come on, man. This is not. I, I'm very honest, man. Like we're we're not even. Those are we're not talking about C tier uh, TDE members right now. That's a conversation for another day, sir. We're gonna not we're saying gonna put that in the pocket. We're gonna put that in the pocket. I'm not saying they're bad. I definitely do appreciate the music that they put out, but. You know, they're at the back end of the catalog for TV. We're talking about Isaiah Rashad. You know, does he have the ability to bring himself up another tier? 
or is he going to kind of like stay at this level? Is he comfortable? Does he want to stay at this level? Like, does he want really want to push himself? You know, I know like, yeah, maybe life's been pretty brutal for him in the past four years, but you know, what kind of, what kind of career do you want to have at this point? What kind of music do you want to put out? And I think we'll get a good indicator with this album because this is really, I think going to make or break him. Um, because he drops this, are we really going to expect another project from him? You know, anytime soon after that? Hell no. This is it, man. This is this is going to be your project. This is going to be it. And the reason that we're talking about this is these two singles are not that great. You know, they're not terrible. They're not that great. You know, and if these were the two things that you wanted to show us about your new upcoming project and you're cool with that, then it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Damn, bro, you're breaking my heart. My expectations, I can't lower my expectations. I can't. No, 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 nor should you, nor should you. My expectations are very high. I'm not going to lie. Four years? Like, come on, man. Like, I'm expecting heat. Like, I'm not going to be cool. I'll be cool with whatever you draw, man. Like, as long as it's not like, you know, like, fucking just garbage. Like, I'm, I'm sure PD would never do that. I'm sure... Isaiah would never do that as well. You know, I guess, you know, to sound a little like corny, I just want the best for him. You know, maybe, maybe he's cool with these singles. Maybe he's happy with that. If he's happy with that, then I'll, I'll come around to being happy for him someday, you know, but. <laughs> you sound like Melvin right there. I mean, like, I'll, I'll say like, this, right? Bro, but then it's like, <laughs> You look at a guy like Tyler, the creator, man, you know, coming out at the same, they both came up at the same time, kind of relatively speaking. I think Rashad came out a little bit later, but I think that's just because Tyler started earlier and was making more of a a way for himself without future, you know? Yeah. In Maine, he rolls a whole album out and (laughs) first week, a hundred, hundred plus K um, album sales. Like with minimal uh, advertising for the album, you know, dropping music videos of, I guess, maybe like the singles that he wanted to show, but not even the full songs. Like, like I, I, and I don't want to compare them because they're not really that similar at all. Um, but just really like looking at that and then like, you know, having like Tyler fans like eat three whole albums in the span that sun's tirade up the house is burning, you know, is is crazy. Hey man, look, hey man, look, these are my final notes on my boy Zay, and then I want to touch on T a little bit, right? So obviously, because we're TDE fans, you expect a high caliber of music. Because the reality is that I don't think TDE has ever dropped what I would say is a bad project. I think that it might drop projects that are below, quote unquote, the TDE standard. But I don't think that any of the music that left that camp has ever been quote-unquote bad per se sure with zay i when i look at zay in the situations and again like you said right like if he if he steadily dropped albums let's say every two three years like the typical artist rollout we might we probably wouldn't have this discussion because he would steadily be building his catalog but obviously due to the hiatus for again personal reasons and all that stuff you know things are a little bit of he's he's right now he's in the zay electronica situation for lack of a better term People have been waiting to see what he's going to be dropping. The industry itself has changed. The sounds, the sound landscape has changed. And we don't know if he will deliver, but I'm just going to wait 
who knows? He might not even drop the album in July. He might drop it in 2023 because yeah. TD, TD does some funny games. But yeah. shout out to my boy, Tyler, whatever the last name is, Byler, whatever, Wolfie, though. Baudelaire. Baudelaire, Wolfie, the though. New, new, the new persona in, in Tyler's catalog. And can we just can we just appreciate Igor Wolf Wolf Doctor TC? Don't forget Doctor TC. You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Ace Ace the Creator. Ace the Creator. Now we got Sir Baudelaire or Bunny Hop. Um. Yeah, this is looking to be probably the top. I mean, you know, I, I think we could throw in the J. Cole project in there as well. I, you know, I, I do think that deserves some respect. But in terms of, you know, top line albums in terms of hip hop that I dropped this year, it's up there. You know, I, I was not expecting this album to be so, so good in the fact that, you know, he, he brought it back, man. He brought it back. Bro, just. And still like keeping bro. up and, and still progressing a little. Not. I don't know if he progressed a whole lot, but he he kind of maintained like his um his flow of like what he's doing now with his sound, you know, in a song like Safari, um, or like oh, or, like like it, it's still he's still making like moves and improving on his sound. I think that's what that's what I'm trying to say. He 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 went back a little bit with the bars, uh, even bringing going back as so far as to bring Damo back, um, but he's still. Is improving though. He's look, mad. look, bro. Look, just just give me two minutes to gush over this album real quick. So, like, you know, Tyler. First what? and foremost, first and foremost, you know, Tyler just gives an album in two weeks, right? Like he, he says, "Hey, I'm dropping something." He drops a single in the next week. He drops the album. TD, please listen to this. We're not in the age where you can just be doing like month rollouts. Like it's a little different, but he then drops the album, right? I like the single. It's cool, like Lumberjack, like you know. I, I, I like the song. It's cool. Like DJ drama was a little bit loud. I was like, you know, cool. Like gangster grills. I didn't really think too much about it. He drops, <laughs> he drops the album and like, because like, because again, going coming from Igor and even Flower Boy a little bit, I didn't really think Tyler was going to be rapping. So even though that Lumberjack, he was rapping, I just figured, oh, that might be like the one rap song kind of like who that boy or I ain't got time on, you know, Flower Boy. Yeah. And then like, you just press play on the album. Like, hold up. This man is like, rapping rapping like this is wolf days this is like high school early college days again tyler I'm like okay and then you listen to the production obviously evolving like he he went back to some of the productionary styles from wolf and fly you know cherry bomb but he used the techniques he learned from you know cherry um flower boy and igor to some degree to just make sure that the production just hits and then the singles i mean sorry the features that he added on the album because i didn't really i didn't know 42 dog before this tape I didn't really know how Young Boy was gonna like hit the hit that song to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like so just hearing these features that you know these features is like really killing it. And then bro, the song with him and Lil Wayne. The song with him and Lil Desert Eagle I, and Wings. Bro, we need Tyler to produce a whole Lil Wayne tape. Could be four songs, six songs, eight. I don't care. I just need Tyler. Honestly, and Wayne yeah. in the studio together. Great songs. I would. It doesn't have to be twenty. Like it, it can be six to eight. I could do. Give me Bro. that. Yet Smuckers, remember that song back with the Cherry Bomb, supposedly Tyler's worst album. Ooh. That's still a hip hop classic in my book, bro. 
yeah, I think it's a very underrated track. No one talks about it. And it's probably like a top 50 track of the last decade. True. And then you have the, um, was it Sunflower Seeds where, you know, Lil Wayne was on two on Flower Boy? Like, whenever those two come together, man, like. Yeah. Fire. As a um, Tyler fan, this album, as a Tyler fan from, you know, his, his entire discography, not just from a certain point, I just liked how he was able to, to take bits and pieces from all his, like, you know, older albums and just kind of come together with this immaculate, dope, hip-hop, decadent, mixtape album, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's funny because I remember when the album dropped or when the singles were dropping, people were like, oh, Cherry Bomb Tyler is coming back. Like, this sounds like Cherry Bomb this and Cherry Bomb that. I don't know if that was really, like, the, the main, like... Consensus? Uh, consensus. Uh, it's just some shit that I saw. But now listening to the album and like now that we have like a full like a few weeks after you know that the album has dropped i've been listening to it now and then pretty much every day um i think it's just yeah he he grabbed like all the good parts of wolf and combined them with where he's at right now in terms of production and you know rapping and it's just like holy shit man like he did it again he 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 did it again Three for three. I don't, three for three. I think from now on, it'll be really surprising if he drops bad music. Just because I think he's so invested in like crafting a sound, a whole artistic, you know, uh, aesthetic to each album now. He's investing into it. He, he's not necessarily just doing all of this just to appear cool and, um, you know, just drop an album just for like, plays or anything like no this dude really want this dude really believes like he's one of the greatest artists of this generation and he is um i think he's he's really getting to that point now um but like from now on like i think he's really he's set the bar at this point for himself um since flower boy and he's been inching it up a little bit more and more um and you know just proud of him man like who would have ever thought like the dude like getting banned from whole countries because you know because of suspect not even suspect lyrics straight up you know sexual assault and threats and violence in his lyrics um could get to this point you know it's crazy it's it's so crazy just to think like from the whole tde camp for whatever i'm sorry from the whole of our future camp it's just i never expected tyler to reach these heights and then he just consistently went to a different direction, but continuously progressed, like you said. The, you know, this, I'm, I'm still debating whether or not, you know, I mean, it's only been like two weeks or three weeks or so. So I'm still debating whether or not, like, this, you know, Call Me If You Get Lost is my personal favorite tape of his. Because obviously, Wolf still has a special place in my personal heart. But even, like, again, like, even if you, you know, prefer Flower Boy or Igor for, you know, your own personal reasons, you can't look at this tape and say, like, ah, oh, he degressed or he went you know back no nah, like man just stays evolving he might be taking different directions but he just stays you know yep stacking up and stacking up them jumps and it's, it's beautiful as a tyler fan honestly if he decides to just like not release music for like you know five whatever years and i'm yeah. not even mad yeah. i'm not even, even mad, mad at that not even mad like I'm... if he decide one thing though i want to see is i need to see tyler do more production work for other people for real though that's true i mean he does um, I, I just hope he gets the respect now because, you know, having like 42 Doug, 
uh, NBA young boy. You know, I think he's had this is Uzi's been on you know previous song on Igor's theme, um, but now he's actually on the song rapping. Um, Pharrell, I think that's that that's a given. I think Pharrell would have worked with him, you know, at any point in the past five six years with Tyler. Um, but having those names and, you know, with Lil Wayne coming back again for a third time, um, like, I, I just hope people are a little bit more appreciative of his abilities to produce because, you know, when you have, like, guys like Justin Bieber, Nicki Minaj, Zayn, um, kind of turning you down because, like, I don't know, maybe they don't really appreciate you or maybe they like look at you a little bit differently because you are this kind of crazy guy and like, you know, you're not really like a typical hip hop producer. Um, and they just like, you know, like, nah, maybe, maybe nah. Um, but now like, I think it, it, it's at this point where you can't deny this man's genius and creativity. And I think he sees, he sees things differently. He, he can make a beat like hot wind blows and have Lil Wayne come on there and float on that track and then speed it up, you know, at some point and then come back in after that beat break and just tear up that production. And it's like, I think from Tyler's perspective, he had that beat in his mind. And of course he's going to be like, Wayne needs to be on this. I think that's been his like MO with his production is always like, I, I know what this sounds like or could sound like, and I know who could really like shine on this track. Um, yeah, like I, I just think this at this point, man, give him his flowers, man. If anybody wants to hop on a track with him, go for it. Because at this point, you, you've got the whole Tyler fan base behind anything that he does at this point. Yeah. What, what's your personal track on that tape so far? Personal favorite? Yeah, like right now. Um... Like I want to say, like like Corso or like Massa, like some of those like like those songs that he comes up with, and he just he's rapping, but then it's also like you know it, it's not like he's like wasting any bar on there. But to me, like honestly, my favorite track on that project was Juggernaut. I just like the way it was it a Juggernaut. I like the way it comes in with that little like like. Dun, dun. You think it's like some flower boy track, like like okay, like you know we're prancing in the woods or some shit, and then you hear, and then it's like it just starts going in, and then you know especially like the the little like music video that comes with it, like that's exactly like how it plays out of, like in my mind, you know hearing that track and then Louisie comes in with the double C, um, Louis V on my feet, um, all those bars and having like the um. Is, this, there are sirens on that track, but there's also like the telephone ring, and it's just like a it, it brings you back a little bit to like um like the Neptunes like nerd shit like or just like that era the two like mid two thousands like kind of be with all those with everything going on in the background, and then you know Pharrell Williams comes in talking about the sun, saying that's us, and it's just a fun track, and I think it just encapsulates like. Like every, I think Tyler like has like the best of both worlds. Under he's got himself in little Uzi, and then he's got his production that's influenced by like Pharrell, and Pharrell's on the track. Um, it it doesn't overstay its welcome. I think it's like the perfect length 
everyone is coming through with the bars and then Tyler is coming in with like his like like inflections and like really like trying to like spit his game on that on that track and I just think yeah it's a fire track that's the song I come back to the most honestly and my favorite track yeah that song reminds me so much of that one song off of the wolf tape what is it again trash wang that is the trash wang off that tape if you ask me that is the song that you have to if there's any like you know whenever functions like are bad my favorite track right now so what I feel like you're dissing my favorite track right now. Yo, you can't be saying that. Yo, Trash Rank? That was, that was a song for, a song for the Dama, Sun Seekers. I thought you were going to say the Damo 23 of that. Of, uh, of I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I think it's Trash Rank, but I can I think it's a, it's a parody song, man. Trash Rank go hard, bro. I don't know about it. I don't know I what love, you're talking about. I love listening to that song. Yeah. But that being said, though, I, my go-to got to be between Masa or Safari, right? Because I just like the storytelling in Masa. Clearly, Masri's like laying down his, you know, progression, even explaining why, you know, Cherry Bomb, quote unquote, sounded so wonky, despite me really enjoying the tape. I definitely wasn't like Tyler fell off or anything, but I will say that's probably because I appreciated Tyler's change in subject matter because the fact that he wasn't talking about his father issues and, you know, some of the more uh, <coughs> edgy stuff. Which indicated like a progression in style, you know, stylistical choices. I just thought that the mixing and mastering was, uh, yeah, peculiar, peculiar for, yeah, peculiar. But it's a great. But the, the instrumentals are dope though. Like if you ever listen to the uh, album as a beat tape, oh yeah, T- Tyler Ben, Tyler Ben, that producer, honestly. Yeah. But so I like Masa or Safari, but I just like Safari because Safari just gives me like those. Those morning, like those, like morning rise vibes. Like if you listen to Safari in the morning, like when yeah. you just wake up, you just feel like, yo, nothing, nothing can stop you. Like I'm gonna just do my, I'm just gonna be on my game. And I feel yeah. like Tyler's always been spinning about, you know, just do what you want, do what makes you happy. That's that's been Tyler's number one mo even yeah. since Bastard. And um, I think the only gripes I have about the album, and, and they're not many, you know, if anything, there's just like a few critiques. Um, you know, I, you know, our friend, Captain Kirk, Ed, you know, is always like a, a big proponent behind, you know, why are we shouting out this specific thing at every song? The whole interlude with the call or outros with like the call me if you get lost. Like, I, I'm like, I get it. But like, do I want this at the end of the song? Like every, like, just, I don't know, man. And then it's just, it's like, but, what is that even like? I guess I have to look into it a little bit more. But like, like, call me if you get lost. What, what do you mean? Like, I, 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 I dialed the phone number. I got a ring. You know, I heard the voice message. You know, but why are we putting this on the album? I guess you know this is my only gripe. I don't hate it, but it's just like, you know, when with some of those songs, and it's just like oh, I gotta like fast forward this because I don't want to hear this shit. Um, to be honest. Um, and I feel then, like there's a. I'm pretty sure some fan theories already out there for what that call me uh, part yeah, is, but I definitely think there is already. Um, and then, I guess maybe like, I don't really, I don't even really think it's a critique or anything, but um, like Wilshire and Sweet, you know, they're a little long, so sometimes like in terms of like casual listening, like I might just kind of like fast forward or skip it entirely, but. I don't really think it's really a critique. I think just, they're just long ass songs that I don't have time to listen to um, at some point during the day. But I'm telling you, man, song like Sweet, I Thought You Wanted to Dance, that that is like, it's like 
he's always kind of done that, you know, with like the two songs, like Gone Gone Thank You. Um, what was that on Wolf? Um, well, like the party, Beamer. the three yeah, triple, the, Beamer. party bonfire, uh, Beamer. Yeah, but no. now he's like, he's got these two ideas now. They're not just like songs that are just transitioning into each other. I think it's a good transition, uh, good to kind of look over from, you know, that song on Wolf to what he did on Igor to now, which is like, it, it seamlessly transitions now. Um, and it's, it's like, um, it's something like, I don't know if you like really listen to like like old school rock, but like like Pink Floyd would always have like these long songs, like nine, 10 minute songs. It's like, why would I want to listen to this? But you listen to it, man. And it starts off at one point and then it just goes into this whole different direction. And Tyler is really doing that now. I think he's, he can make these long songs and yeah, they're a little bit long to listen to, but like, it's a journey. Like, it's not like some like, it's not fodder. It's not like just filler music. Like it's this this dude's really like achieving a new level of like song making now. Like that fucking Pink Floyd does, like or did. You know, it's like like damn, like I can enjoy a whole nine minute song with like in hip hop. Like when's the last time you ever did that? Like last call and like on Oldie? On yeah, I mean besides like a posse track. Oh, then probably some Kendrick work. <laughs> That's about it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm proud of Tyler. Tyler did this thing, bro. Like, if I had to, you know, if I had to be critical of the tape, which is hard for me to do right now. Um, see, I, it's not even a critique because I like it, but I can understand why other people would view this as a, you know, a detracting yeah. point. This definitely. Like, go, come, go, coming from the conceptual nature of Igor, well, in fact, no, going from Flower Boy, where he's clearly going to, uh, where he's clearly threading conceptual grounds, and an Igor, where I think he's really, like, honing into the idea, the idea of create, creating a conceptual album or create conceptual body of work from start to finish. Mm-hmm. This album probably feels more like a, I guess, like a, a bunch of vignettes, where, in fact, not even vignettes, really, because, I mean, the connective tissues, like, Tyler's bawling, and do what you want and also like heartbreak a little bit here and there because that's why he's balling but obviously doesn't feel as cohesively complete which i can see is you know people not particularly you know which people might be a little bit disappointed expecting like another holistic body of work but in my defense or like my response to that is this is just a decadent mixtape like that's the, like maybe this isn't quite an album in the sense of like a consistent idea but it definitely is like if it's yeah. a mixtape it's a damn good mixtape if you know what i mean yeah, it's a decadent album. It's very like there's no really like central theme. Um, everything's kind of loose on this project, but it all comes together seamlessly. And you know, I don't think any song on here really. I I think every song here has a purpose. I don't think anything really like I would take out even like some songs that I don't just like really. It's not that I don't like them, but on it like maybe like some songs like like maybe like rise you know like or you know they hit but just not on that same level but i can see the purpose of that song on there you know it has it brings back some of that feel um especially some of the keyboards rise to the top. yeah yeah see it's funny that you say that because the one song that i personally would take off the tape not based off any flaws just just based on my personal preference is that long ass song in the middle what is that 
the, the, the double swing you were just raving about. What, sweet? Yeah, like I, I could just, you could take that off the tape and I'd be completely fine. And not to say that the song is bad, not at all, but that when was Tyler cool. was rapping, because he was rapping, 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 then he brought a little bit of that eager energy. But no, 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 keep that away from me. I want to hear more bars. Oh, oh that's because of the head space. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like rappers rapping crazy, right? It's a good, it's, it's a great song. And it's obviously a great song for press, uh, uh, progressing the, you know, emotional narrative that he has going on with the girl. But like, I bro, like nine minutes, like Tyler, I some more bars. He's going to do it. Yeah. He's going to yeah, do no, it. No, no, I'm not, I'm not mad. It's a great and execution. Some, some, a love theme comes in. He's going to, he's going to like come in with these types of songs and, and he's going to stop rapping. Like I said, man, he did it. He did it really well. I, I'm not hating on it, but if I did the if I did the edit, that could have been a bonus strike in my book. Mm. Hey, um, man, I, I I can appreciate that song a lot more than you can, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, Drake. But yeah, I I think it. I don't I don't really think it's a trilogy. I don't really get that part. I guess. Wait, what I say? Three for three. What? Yeah, it is three for three. But in terms of people, okay, trilogy, like I'm just like it's um, really just his last three projects. Like, yeah, well, are we gonna uh, call the next album if it's like also really good? Like the quadrilogy or whatever the term is for that. Like, like oh my god! Like, like no, the man's put out three great albums. You know, with, starting with Flower Boy. Yes, there's some things about that album that uh, it's, it's all. It's, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, I do hold it in high regard. Don't worry. Um, but then going from jumping from Flower Boy up to Igor. And now he's kind of like jumped to Call Me If You Get Lost. It's like, like shit, man. He's uh, he's on fire. Three for three. He's heating up. Hey, man, look. Now we just, you know, need, we just hmm? need Frank. We just need Frank now. I'm not. I'm not even worried about Frank. I'm not, even about that. Not I'm, not, I'm not worried about Frank. That man, you know, he can he can take all the time he needs. But you know, we definitely should have a future discussion at some point about asking which Tyler song is the best road trip music, or which best album is best for a road trip, because. You know, I feel like us, you know, uh, Flower Boy just might be up there for road trip music. Now, oh. yeah, we, 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 you know, we can talk about that later, but you know, just, just think about that. Just think about that. Keep it in the back here, you know, chrome. Typically, when I like I'm a, I am on a road trip, like I make a playlist for songs that I don't want to skip, and there are a few songs on that album that I always skip. So, um, I'm no be- Tyler fans, get them. I might be uh I might be on the aux getting that uh next, you know, on some songs. Yo, yeah. Tyler fans, get him. Yeah, yeah. Hey man, but yo, I mean, you know, we're like halfway through. Hmm? I, I think what bought me if you get lost is uh both in our top three right now. Oh Remember definitely, the- definitely. Albums that have come out. What what's your top three? I'm curious. So far, I mean uh, still live. Right, so we're the halfway point, but yeah. So Tyler. That Denzel 1.5 uh, Unlocked, you know, which is actually a remix album from his Unlocked series from last year. Honestly, I've been bumping that religiously. It's, it's kind of surprising that I might actually like the remix album more than the original one, but 
Denzel, man, he just stays, you know, he just stay heating up. And then a surprising pick would be the soundtrack for. Do you remember that? Uh, oh yeah, the the soundtrack, the soundtrack for Yasuke, if you may remember, it was a uh, produced by Flying Lotus for like the anime for on uh, Netflix that came out back in April. It's about like the first Black Samurai or something. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I didn't even listen to that. Well, as you know, Lotus? someone who likes Flying Lotus music, it, you know, it hit. I was not aware of this. Hey man, you know if you if you like Flying Lotus or something, give it a check. I guess Tyler's your number three on there, right? Oh, yeah, number three. Come on now. Bottom, bottom tier. You know what it is. Twenty-four, twenty-four K gold. He's like my top top. You know what it is. S tier. Interesting. Um, I guess mine's a little bit more. Uh, I'll just say it. So I would put it at number three, and it just beats out the Jake Paul album. I might listen to that a little bit more. I need to appreciate it a little bit more. But um, not that I'm not saying it's not top ten of the year. Um, personal top three so far: Doctor Evil, uh, Young Nudie. I think he's still Ooh. he's still crafting when he's on his own projects without any attached producers like the um, project he had with Pureborn, um, he always has this ability to craft this sound that's just like, and you know, his, 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 he aligns his persona with the Chucky character. So <laughs> then when, when he comes through on an album like this, I, don't, I, I know it's probably like in terms of like his, um, his other projects that he's dropped, you know, over the past like four or five years as well. Maybe it doesn't like go up all the way to the top, you know, in terms of like the slime balls and um, nudie land. Um, but he's, I listen to him and I'm transported to wherever the hell he's imagining. I don't know, he's imagining like some apocalyptic Atlanta, you know, but he, he does it for me. I, when I listen to him, I'm like, I, I guess this is what like people who listen to like G Herbo or like, you know, like, you know, I guess because. Not that they're similar, but like they're kind of like in that same kind of sphere of hip hop. Sometimes I listen to Gerbo, I'm just like, like okay, um, I'll stop talking about that. But um, before they come at me, uh, and then number two, Tyron by Slow Tie. That album is still. I do I even want to put it at number two. Yeah, I'll put it at number two. I don't think I'm not ranking these. It's just the second one. Um, is Tyron. Um, I think he created a piece of work on that fucking album. I think he came through. Features came through for the most part. Um, and I like the double kind of. I don't know if it's concept, but you know, coming in with the bars and the, and the production on the first half, and then getting a little bit more serious and sentimental on the lighter half of that project. Um, and really like coming through with that. And then, yeah, Tyler. Sounds solid. Oh, just, just, just for the fans though. Like, so if I had to order them, Tyler number one, Denzel 1.5 number two, and then Flylo number three. That a Denzel tape, the reason that I really rock with it, it's just essentially a culmination of all the artists that sort of are in that sort of Denzel tier list that just decided to hop on and do a verse. And they did some beat switches, which is always nice. So, you know, you got Joey Badass on there, Benny the Butcher, 
Kenny Mason, watch out for him. Uh, you know, Shmino and a couple of other heads that, you know, just did their thing on that album. And uh, the soundtrack was just really fire. In fact, like, if you're into um, Shamrock Shamplu, I think you should give it a chance because, like, Flylo did his thing. Like, even though it's, like, background music or soundtrack music, you can listen to it just as a standalone piece of art. Uh, Damn, bro, what have you been doing? Um, I was actually listening to um, IDK's new album that came out yesterday. And uh, Vince Staples' new album, man. We didn't really talk about that. Um, now, see, Vince Staples deserves his own episode, man. That's a staple right there. That's a... I don't know if it needs this whole episode. I'm not saying anything about This album is very short. It gets to the point. It comes in, comes out. And um, I think we can kind of, like, close out on Vince um, a little bit. Just, I don't know if you really, have you listened to the project? Yeah, bro, I was listening to it twice. All I got to say is that, like, Vince and Tyler really glowed up from the OF days, if you think about it. Yeah. I, um, Earl, Earl, where are you at? I need an album. Nah. Earl can take his time, too. He gave us Speed of Play Deluxe. Which is fire. I think it's his... I think I enjoy that project more than some rap songs. Um, I'm not saying that shit just to say it. Um, we're gonna have a discussion about this. I think it's better than something like that. We're gonna have a discussion about this, man, for another time, though. For another time, but Vince, man, like I press play, like expecting like a bam or a big fish. Um, but then it's basically him kind of pouring his heart out a bit. Like, it's I was kind of taken back. A little bit um because your initial reaction is like, like what is this because it's like not r&b but it's like very like there's like definitely feeling behind the production um but i just think that's because he's trying to convey like a lot of the sh- emotional shit in terms of like growing up um in long beach you know maybe not necessarily reminiscing on his past but like his life now still um and where he's at and maybe like like realizing like man some of these friends that i lost you know earlier in my life could still be here and i think that's maybe like i forget how old he is exactly but i'm assuming like mid to late 20s yeah he's like 28 or maybe 29 yeah and i'm just like it's very it's a very mature album like i i know like he hasn't never really been immature but like the content of the lyrics you know I, i listened to it twice too um and it's not really like a depiction of like hood life you know it's not like you know let me take you through my hood like i think he's in in the same way like any artist could talk about like what they're going through at a certain point in their life i think he's really bringing up a lot of the same top themes but the topic is like you know like (laughs) i've lost friends you know um i've lived this certain lifestyle you know i've grown up around it and I think with that music video was really kind of showing like, you know, exactly what it's not what it's like to live, you know, in Long Beach, but like um, it, there's definitely a connection there that he's trying to tell us or share to us about. I think that's what he's doing. He's sharing like really like what's going on internally and like what he's going through in life, what he's been through as 
as he's beginning to approach maybe like 30, his 30s or just getting older. Um, I'm, I'm very like surprisingly impressed with the project because I wasn't expecting this. The production took me aback, to be honest with you. But I guess I didn't, I wasn't as deeply listening to the lyrics yet, but I was just really impressed by songwriting abilities because Vince to me was always someone who I penned as like a great writer, but mm -hmm. maybe not necessarily the greatest musician in terms of like his musical execution. It's just more of like a quality rapper in terms of what he says, not about flowing on a beat or switching up. But, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's been changing a game recently, like ever since uh, I want to say his uh, feature on Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Like, I definitely could tell he's like been uh, working on his flow a little bit, you know, like Rocky would say, step your flow up. But just how he would how he approached these different songs with the different production styles that I didn't see coming. I was like, wow, Vince is really, you know, he's in yeah. his artist bag a little bit. Like, I see. Him. Well, OK, it's not just it's, it's not just another Vince Staples project, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And not, 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 to, not to downplay any of his older work, because obviously we still bump it, but just yeah. to see that he's taking his artistic endeavors to new heights. You got to, you know, salute the man for that. Yeah. And I think Kenny Beats uh, finally came through with a full project of great production. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I oh, just man, kidding. Bro. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I think he, he, got, he got the memo. I guess he was working with Vince pretty closely because um not that the beats are all the same but they all have like a similar aesthetic to it um there was one song that i was like ah oh, the production on here is a little bit muddy um i want to say it was like lil fade or or take me home um but yeah i just think the dude is really showing us and sharing with us like what it's like you know what it's been like for him and I think that's maybe one of the reasons why he didn't have anyone featuring on this, except I think, um, what was her name? Uh, Uche, Fushi, Fushi, I don't know. Um, and just doing uh, some singing vocals on um, the track that she was on. Because maybe, maybe, maybe a feature artist could have, this is his story. This is, that's what I'm trying to get at. This is his story. Does he need feature artists to kind of come in and maybe add in a verse or a chorus? I don't think so, because he really does carry this project. And I think it's, I hope, I hope a lot more people appreciate this kind of work from him because, you know, I know he's always talked about, you know, Ramona Park and Long Beach, North, North. and, you know, North Lore, uh, and that kind of lifestyle and, you know, rapping about it. But now he's, he's sharing like his feelings about all this and, Oh, we really don't get this kind of music, man. We don't really get to kind of see like how this kind of stuff affects or like how emotion can be attached to like, you know, loss of life, you know, growing up in certain parts of the country. Like we don't get this too often. So I, I, I think just given the fact about everything about this album, maybe not every category that you want to put this album under, like lyrics, production, meaning, concept, roll out artists like integrity whatever maybe not everything is hitting a 10 but i think it everything's driving it up um to a point of like you know it, it could be considered some of the best work of this year from the hip-hop um genre yeah, bro, you, about to get this man. you about to make me cry 
I'm impressed, man. I'm really impressed. I was not from going from FM to this. Like, this is literally the opposite of FM. <laughs> FM is like, yeah. he's not even on it that much. He's rapping. It's cool. Uh, the features were cool. The production was cool, but it was so short. And he's just like, oh, I wanted more. And then he's like, all right, I got you. You know, it's the same length, you know, unfortunately, but um, yeah. Man, he took a page from Kanye, man. Sometimes you only need 20 minutes. Yeah. I was impressed. So, yeah, man. Looking forward to next week. Um, see who drops. Um, keep our eye on the news. And then I think just waiting till June, uh, July 30th. And um, Hey, man, know. I ain't waiting for nothing until I see... You know, my Apple Music. I'm waiting. Up. I ain't waiting for nothing. I'm waiting. I'm hungry. I've been starving. Now it's like it's like you're at the restaurant. And you can kind of like see like, like, is that my order? Is that I think that's my order over there. <laughs> but it's just sitting there, you know, the waiters out and about fucking around or some shit in the freezer, like going out for a smoke break. Bring me my fucking order, bro. I want this shit now. My shit's getting cold. It's been cold. But maybe you can reheat it and then like bring it back out to me. Uh, hey, man, maybe they're just getting the final toppings, man. You never know. They might be giving you a little cookie on the side. Yeah. Or maybe they just don't care. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck the customers. Hmm? Maybe they're just like, they'll get what they des- They'll get what we serve them. And they'll be happy because they're going to pay for it. And it's going to be delivered regardless. And no, we don't take refunds. <laughs> I guess I know what we'll be talking about next, huh? Yeah, I, think, I think the chef is like, what, what's his name again? Um, something like Chef Topper. I don't know. I might just... Yeah, hey, know. man. I don't know that man. He, he's not my dog. But, you know, like, well, you know we'll see. I mean, yeah. We'll figure out his name. Maybe man. get him on the phone. Manager punch or something. I don't know. You know, just get the man on the phone, man. Find his phone number. You'll be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. I think that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Steady rotation up in your ears. Um, Look out for the next episode coming out next week. We will be on this consistently a lot more. Um, Yes. We out here vibing. Um, And, yeah, just feel free to reach out to us. Um, our socials are listed under the description. Uh, make sure to follow us. Uh, make sure to just look out for our notifications. You know, we'll be posting a lot more too um, and trying to connect with y'all. So, um, you know, always appreciate the listens um, and the interactions that we can have with y'all out there. Um, so, yeah. And final message to the fans. Just remember, the shots ain't bringing your soldiers back. Just remember. Okay. You want to make them depressed? Like as soon as we end the show, cool. <laughs> All right, we out. We out here. Peace. We up out of here.